Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? 2-2 to Eloy is hammered to left field. Hap turns and watches that one go over the wall. Wow. That got out of here quick. Line drive solo homer for Eloy Jimenez. 6-5. Cubs lead the White Sox. That was Matt Spiegel calling a little Cubs White Sox baseball. Speaks did a great job in his stint, his four day stint as Cubs play by play man. My guy Steven Nelson did a great job in his stint as Blackhawks play by play man. Did a wonderful job calling those games because hockey is impossible and I don't know how anyone does it. But now, Steven Nelson gets back to his real job. Back to co hosting with Kevin Mala. On Intentional Talk, starting Monday. 3 p.m. Central, you'll be able to check it out on MLB Network. Earlier this week, White Sox fans, I told you that you had at least one friend at MLB Network. Now the Sierra is going to be hosting Quick Pitch. Guess what? You got another one. Because Steven Nelson is there. He joins me now on the Let's Circuit go. Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Sir, how are you? Aloha, my brother. I'm I'm great. It's like, you know, it's that old adage. It's like Christmas season, day before opening day. Uh, spirits are high, even though I'm uh, wrestling an eight-month-old, and I am losing. Um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other than that, life's great. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Obviously, there's been some some movement with the White Sox over the last couple of days. But overall, I'd love to know what you think of what they look like on paper to start the season. Okay, so Millar and I are going to make predictions in just a few hours on MLB Network. So last show at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. local. You mentioned next week we're moving to a time slot. But today we're doing our prediction. So a spoiler for those who... Uh, won't be able to watch or um, like the folks in my mentions, stop watching once Chris Rose left. I will tell you that I have the White Sox winning the World Series. So, which is weird for me, Loho, because we've talked before. I am a pessimistic fan by nature, right? Under expect, so everything is over-delivered. I am deciding to change up that strategy this year. Okay. Because I think it. I think it's important for the organization to understand 
that the bar has to be raised. Okay. And so this, because this has been an off season, um, very typical White Sox way, right? Some half measure moves, some good moves, some half measure moves, and then a lot of hoping, um, which I'll get into that in a second. Um, that's not going to be good enough. If you want to be a championship team again, given where the game is at and how competitive it is and how tough a road it's going to be to get there, you got to know that the, you know, that the bar has been raised and the expectations have been raised. So I have them winning the World Series. Now, on paper, I believe that they're light, um, and specifically with the pitching staff. I think they are two arms short, and that was before we found out about Lance Lynn. Uh, that was – yeah, maybe one arm after Garrett Crochet, but now two. So that is what I'm a little concerned about this year. There are other fans who have a lot of faith in what is on the roster, and that's great. I hope that they're proven right. But 162 games, at least nine innings, that's about, what, 1,458? Doing the math. Check the calculator. Yep, 1,458 innings of regular season ball. And then the postseason, that's a lot to cover. And I don't think that they have the right arms to do it just yet. But I still think a lot of this club, obviously. A lot of managers will tell you that they want a thousand innings covered by their starters. And and maybe that's yeah. maybe that's down to nine fifty in, in twenty twenty two baseball, but that's usually a good place to start is can can the starters get me a thousand innings? And when I look at the way things are right now, I I struggle to find those the, those innings that the White Sox starters are going to get. But I look at their lineup and go, man, they might be able to hit their way out of those types of problems. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I, I th- a lot has been made over the last couple years about the handedness and the lack of balance lefty-righty in the lineup. To me, it, it, the game is evolving where it's less about handedness and more about how you handle different pitching, right? Lefty, right? We know what the Sox can do against lefty pitching, so just finding guys who can be successful against right. I, I ain't worried about the bats uh, at all. Uh, I, I love this lineup. I really do. I'm more worried about the, not just the arms, as I mentioned earlier, but has this team improved defensively? Can you, can you catch? Can you throw the ball? Um, because that was a huge bug last year, and it was exposed to everybody on a national stage in the postseason against Houston Astros. So uh, did and, and the personnel hasn't changed a lot. So have those individual players uh, taken those necessary steps defensively to help out uh, the staff? I, I got I I ain't thinking twice about the lineup. That's that's going to be a problem for folks to pitch against. I, I'm with you on that. What did you think of the AJ Pollock move? I mean, that was I thought that was a, I thought that was a win for the front office. I really did. Uh, it, it just seemed like uh, the um, the return for Craig Kimbrell. You just wondered what was going to be available to the Sox at at a certain point. So to get a player like AJ Pollock, who was I know for a fact was one of the most beloved players in that Dodger clubhouse veteran guy outfield. Now you're going to be playing him technically out of position in right field where he hasn't spent a ton of time, but he's a capable dude. And for him, his whole career has just been about staying on the field. So um, in terms of talent and ability, we, I, you know, AJ Pollock has that. So it's just uh, about health, um, which again, 
White Sox way. Just hope everybody stays healthy and we'll be fine. Uh, but I, I actually really like the move for, uh, of bringing in A.J. Pollock. Steven Nelson of Intentional Talk on MLB Network is joining me here on The Score. I, I, I like what you're saying. If we were on the phone together, I would be like, talk your bleep, Steven Nelson, uh, when it comes yeah. to the idea of raising the bar. Usually what happens is that the White Sox organizationally are like, pay attention to us. Please pay attention to us. You should be paying attention to us. Well, now we are. And, I, and I'm with you. I think that we should be looking at championship standard for them, considering the lineup that they have available and what they've been ideally building towards over the last four seasons. Uh, no question. It's not just us, the diehard Sox fans either, Loho. It's everybody now. Everybody is picking the White Sox to either win the American League pennant or at least play for it. Everybody. So this isn't just locally anymore. You want to be attention of folks around the game. You got it now. So what are you going to do with it? And, and again, like throughout the year, I, I just don't want to see the half measure stuff. Why sign? And I don't even want to throw names out there because I don't want to disrespect them or their families. I'm sure they're great people and the families are wonderful. But why sign outfielder X for price X when you know that outfielder Y for maybe a couple, uh, a few more bucks or a few more million bucks, being honest, uh, is the missing piece. I'm still not over Michael Brantley, for example. Me neither. Make, take the steps necessary to ensure that you hit those bars. I, I, I just don't understand um, the, the thinking behind. I, I think it's just a, not a losing mentality, but it, it's certainly not a winning one uh, when you operate that way. Uh, you know how quickly windows open and close in sports. You cannot operate with the expectation that because you have a bunch of young studs, and the Sox do, and have them under, quote-unquote, team control for a number of years, which the Sox do, you can't assume that it's just going to be easy for you because it was the Comedy Central last year. That ain't going to be the case anymore. This division is going to push you. You're not going to waltz through it. And I know that the folks within the walls of the organization realize that. So then what are you going to do with this opportunity? So I, I amen to the point of raising the bar. I wanted to ask you about the American League Central because it, it's the way that I look at it. And, and we're both very similar in our White Sox fandom. Like we're always looking for the anvil to drop on our heads when it comes to the White Sox. And for me, yeah. it's, it's the incremental improvement of the rest of the American League Central where – Maybe it is the difference between you splitting a four-game series or maybe you surprisingly dropping a three-game series to Detroit or to Kansas City. And and cumulatively, it adds up where you lost a game that you would have won against the Royals and the Twins and the Tigers last year. And then you're like, wait, why are we in a race with the Twins mm-hmm. at the end of the season? That's the type of thing that scares me. So when you look at the American League Central, what are you seeing? Um, I, I mentioned this uh, several times last season. Um, Detroit's a problem, and uh, that's not changing. If you, if, and if folks don't believe me, like, ah, the Tigers are trash, and they're all young and whatever. If you take out their 9-24 and 24 start, an abysmal start last year. They were seven games above 500 the West of the way, and the Sox saw firsthand how annoying they're going to be to play against. 
You have your culture-changing manager in A.J. Hinch, and he got his fingers in the organization a year ago. That's taken a hold. They were aggressive this offseason. They're bringing in Eduardo Rodriguez, which I think was one of the more underrated, underrated signings. I know Javi, Javi's, Javi Baez is a, a polarizing um, player. Uh, you, you, you love him or you don't seem to care about him, but you, you know that he's going to be uh, one of the straws that stirs the drink within the clubhouse emotionally. I think they have the biggest Cy Young dark horse in the American league in Tark Scooble. Um, and, and if he's not alone in being, you know, a young arm in that system. So I, I, I that's an organization that uh, I have top of mind. Kansas city does everything right. They treat people right. And they're building up their organization. We're going to see Bobby Witt right out the gate. Uh, Cleveland is always going to pitch. It's just the most annoying thing. That's why I was like, when they traded a pitcher for Cesar Hernandez, like you had to give him a pitcher. That's the one thing they do well is develop those guys. But anyway, it, you know, they're uh, – and then Minnesota's not going to be a doormat like they were. They were the most disappointing team in baseball last year. That's not going to be the case. Um, uh, again, I, I cannot see them having a year close to that bad here in 2022. So you put all those things together. This is not going to be just a yellow brick road for, for the White Sox back into the postseason. I was surprised by the Correa move. I love the creativity of the contract. I think it's a great contract for him where he got all the opt-outs and he can he can look around and go, oh, they didn't do what they needed to do at the trade deadline. I'm going to go be a free agent again. I, I have to tell you, I was surprised that Minnesota was like, let's try this. And to me, that signals they feel like they're in a better position than what they were last year. Yes, there's no question. Uh, and it's an organization that was very aggressive this offseason. You know, trading Chase Petty, who was a first, their first-round pick a year ago, I, I know our guy CeCe Sebastian, worked, he loves Chase Petty. Uh, he thinks that he's going to be an ace. Uh, so to move a guy like that, a talent like that, um, says a lot about what they believe Sonny Gray is going to bring to them right away. Um, and then Carlos Correa. Quick note on Correa. I, I heard this from a couple people, one of them being really reliable. Correa and the Cubs, there was a, there was not just a little smoke there. There was a, there was a huge offer thrown Carlos Correa's way in Chicago, but because of some representation issues, let's, let's say, with Correa and his camp, uh, that deal never came to pass. So that is why with those opt-outs, if I'm a Cub fan, I'm keeping an eye on the Minnesota Twins this year because if they struggle and, and Correa has a good year, Let's put that one first. If Correa has a great year, you know he's opting out again, um, whether or not the Twins are good or not. Uh, I think that's something that will be revisited uh, on the north side of Chicago is Carlos Correa. But in the short term, right now he's in the American League Central playing for those annoying as hell Twins. I hate them. I hate hate them. I, I don't, man. I don't we brother, we are we are too much alike, man. Because that like that's the, like that's the team that's still like I, I'm kind of I'm kind of proud of what the Tigers have been doing. Like, and I love Javi and Miggy. So to me, like I'm like, oh, that's cool what they're doing. I don't I don't care for the Twins at all. And and seeing them be anywhere near competent makes me worried and angry. Yes. Yes, them acquiring players that I love in, in Gray and Correa, it's the worst thing for me because I can't love them anymore. I have to hate them with all my being. Um, so that's, that's, 
that's going to be tough for me with those two specifically. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is about the, 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 those stupid TC hats. They should go back to the end, by the way. But those TC hats, uh, just, the, you know, the Michael Kadire and Jason Kubel and the list goes Nick Punto, all of them, all of them. Yeah, Tori the, the Hunter and, and he should have been a White Sox. Yes, he, he should have. have. I'm still upset about that. Well, then there, there, there he is running over Jamie Burke again <laughs> on repeat in our yeah. mind. Stupid Mauer flipping doubles to the left center field gap all the time. Okay, we are, we are, we are worsening the vibes right now. We are bringing the vibes way down. Doug Mankiewicz and AJ Pruszynski no, no, before he no. was a White Sox. I've had about enough of it. <laughs> Justin Morneau coming up with big home runs. I'm tired of them all. All of them. Minnesota Knights is the biggest, biggest line on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to see more great content like this on Intentional Talk starting Monday, 3 p.m. our time on MLB Network. The great Steven Nelson. Man, I really appreciate the time. Let's check in again later on in the season, okay? Anytime you feel like hurting your viewers' ears with me on Loho, you know I'm there, brother. Uh, but thank you so much uh, to you and the crew, and I'll talk to you again soon, man. That is Steven Nelson of MLB Network. You got two friends at MLB Network, White Sox fans. Did Steven Nelson just, like, give us some, like, breaking news? That's some cool content. If you're, like, I love that Steven was, like, doing a whole White Sox segment. He's like, hold on, left turn. Hey, Cub fans, if this thing doesn't work out in Minnesota, you might get Carlos Correa. You talk about a man understanding his audience. Good stuff right there. This goes back to the angry Cubs caller we had last hour. Mad because the Cubs didn't do enough in the offseason. Well, hey, looks like they tried. Steven Nelson just told us that. There was an effort. There was an effort. That's good stuff. Steven's great. I love that he got a chance to live out his dream of calling, calling Blackhawks games. He's a huge, like, crazy hockey fan. And he got to call a few games this year, and that was great. Watch our guy and support him. If you're a White Sox fan and you're not following Steven Nelson on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.